0: The Star Wars Report podcast is brought to you by T.O.P.S. Voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with T.O.P.S. and an all-new trading card collection, T.O.P.S. Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi. And check out the Star Wars Card Trader app, collect and trade cards from 1977 to The Last Jedi. The entire galaxy is in the palm of your hand. Download for free right now on the App Store or Google Play. And Sperry... Celebrate the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars film with an incredible selection of Star Wars-themed footwear. Show off your Star Wars style in a galaxy right here, right now. Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, Star Wars Report podcast. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete as appropriate, sitting right across the table from me. um, In the Dunwoody Tavern, (laughs) live on location, is Bruce Gibson. How's it Hi. going, Bruce? Hi. I'm doing great. This is a very NPR intro. for this. It's because it the really music is. died down, and I didn't, we don't want to suddenly be the guy shouting in the back of the restaurant.
1: I thank you so much for having thank me you. on the show.
0: You know, uh, there's a lot to talk about in the world of Star Wars, a lot to think about in how it relates to our world and your world. Next on All Things Considered, this is the Star Wars... I, I, this is hard for me. It's really hard for me to podcast low-key. I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, <clears throat> why don't you take a bite of that, that cookie thing? <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. So, we're at the Dunwoody Tavern, and we ordered these cookies that come in a skillet with ice cream on top, and so the cookies bake. They're also called, like, pizookies and stuff. I mean, they're just incredible.
0: If you guys don't already have an idea for this, this is going to be a super casual episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, because usually we've been recording lately in my basement,
2: mm-hmm. where I
1: live. Yeah, <laughs> no, but... I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in my room in the basement... And we're lounged out, sitting on couches, and just, you know, hanging out, talking. Now, we're in a tavern,
2: mm-hmm.
0: eating cookies and a nice, cream. old-fashioned English, like, highboard, you know, uh, seating, and I love this place. They're not not even a sponsor, and they get free shout-outs from us at the Star Wars Report, Woody Tavern. If I had their social media, I would shout them out and get people on social media. You know what? Listen, we're already off Enjoy to a, a super slow start. Never mind, I don't have Wi-Fi. Um... <laughs> That's what I get for being there. No, um, we got a lot. We do actually have a lot to talk about in terms of Star Wars because we have updates on Star Tours uh, and Disney updates in general, and we also have this new behind-the-scenes uh, reel from director uh, Ryan Johnson. There's there's so much, so much, so much to talk about. But let's get straight to this. Uh, you actually have this from um, the Disney Parks blogs. We have some new updates for Star Tours, and that's the Planet Crate. Right.
1: Uh, So now when you go to Star Tours, well, soon when you go to Star Tours, mm -hmm. at uh, any of the Disney parks that have Star Tours, you're going to have crate from The Last Jedi as part of the adventures that you could possibly
0: get on. Which is pretty sweet. It's nice. What's interesting is they're doing a lot of this kind of soft updating of Star Wars content in the parks ahead of the actual opening of star wars land right i'm sorry galaxy's edge galaxy's yeah galaxy's edge yes i got it right i had to think about it for a half second but um the same thing when we talked about this this um void uh company that has the new vr experience we talked about last week with william that basically just convinces yeah we're all going to go in january you still going i'm about to book my flights you better be going i have
1: to see I have to work.
0: Things.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: I, which, by the way, I just started quizzing him the second Bruce took a giant chunk of bite out of a cookie. Yeah. I'm so you guys, this is going to be a very casual if episode. You want,
1: if you want to go uh, do the Star Tours with Crate, this mm-hmm. is what you want to know. Okay. At Disneyland Park and at Disney's Hollywood Studios, it comes out November 17th. So we're just a few weeks away from oh, that. Nice. If you go to Disneyland Paris, it's November 22nd. Mm-hmm. And Tokyo Disneyland, it's December 15th. Mm. So uh, anybody any of those going to those parks in the next all, few weeks? All in
0: time for the movie.
1: All in time for the movie. Actually, this is your chance to see The Last Jedi, in a sense, not from the I movie, don't... but experience The Last Jedi planet before actually seeing the movie.
0: That's pretty sweet. Um, I'm, I like, This is what gets, like, listen, just doing one attraction... At Downtown Disney is enough to get you, me, and William. Like, all right, yeah, we're all gonna go, right? Yeah, we're gonna go, right? That's why it needs to happen. So we had that, and we had um, that. There's a lot of updates in terms of Disney. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's something that we can talk about a little bit more. Oh, wait, hang on. Bruce just got a refill. Oh, look, they got me some Coke too. This is gonna be a very highly distractible episode. I'm I'm sorry, guys
1: were you talking i'm sorry <laughs> like, i'm
0: so, this is so delicious this is great for podcasting um i'm done my pazuki. that's exactly so we're going to disney is that the name well, of the episode that's now? What i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it really needs to be but i guess my point is with disney just the bare minimum is enough to get a star wars fans there just imagine the indications for what this means when star wars land opens Like, it's going to be nuts.
1: This is the thing that I'm really worried about, though, because I really, when Star Wars, let's, yeah, we'll keep calling it Star Wars Land. I like saying that better. But when that opens, I'm not going to be down there. Why not? Because it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be so crazy.
0: I had a conversation at New York Comic Con. It's not going to be fun. With one Aaron Goins. What,
1: was he like me, saying, like, it's going to be too crowded?
0: No. I was like you, saying do we really want to do that? But I was very quickly convinced in some of our early conversation of like, this is... This is not Star Wars at Disney and a cool thing at the Disney park. This is a new kind of theme park attraction because of the way technology integrates with it. And and because it's Disney and, and the money behind that. So it's such a big shift in our culture in terms of the way entertainment is ever going to be processed in this immersive world. And at star Wars, it's, it's the kind of event that going there to be there and getting in line and slogging it through and getting that one experience. It reminds me of that time. We got up ungodly early to go see George Lucas at celebration five. I'd never done anything like that in my life. Um, and that's kind of puts me in touch with an, another version of a Star Wars fan, with Riley, who's like, do you just go through the insane hours and line waiting and craziness? Or just, camping just out overnight. Camping out overnight. And Aaron's like, yeah, because we, we just all go together, and it'll be Well, because
1: Aaron's insane.
0: Well, that's true. But <laughs> but Aaron, it, once everyone's insane together, it's fun. It so is. Like, if yeah, it's but... me and William... And Aaron. Yeah. And Bethany. Right. And you can come down with us, and we all can hang out. We can bring a bunch of great snacks. Just slog through the line. Entertainment podcasts can be recorded. It'll be the opening of a new era of interactive entertainment and it'll be Star okay,
1: Wars. First of all, this is a bunch of BS about the whole, oh, it's a new interactive, I mean, yes, you're right, new interactive age of entertainment. But that's not why you're going to go stay in line. If this is just a regular, you know, rides like any other amusement no, park, not. Star Wars, no, you, would, you, would, you would still do the same thing. It's not no. because it's interactive.
0: No, it is. Well, it's not just the interaction, it's the scale of the project. Any other project this size we'd go to, sure. Right. But there's nothing like this.
1: Okay, I'll make a deal with you. Okay, all right. I'll go. All right. If we go to the one in California, mm. because I know that the weather will be nicer than. But in that Florida. one opens
0: six months later. It does. Yeah, they don't open at the same time. Oh, that sucks. I almost had you suckered in too. <laughs> what would it take for you to go down? <laughs> this is, now I sound like a car salesman. <laughs> what would it take for you to go to Disney? <laughs> let's sh- let's talk about that in a couple of years
1: cuz i mean that's what it's what 2819 or something right
0: that my friend is a year and a half away okay well but like total of two what years.
1: happened to that cruise we're taking i know right <laughs> right
0: all right, we do have more stuff on The Last Jedi. Um, and this new Hollywood Reporter hey, behind-the-scenes but let me video. just
1: say this real quick. If yeah. anybody listening to this, if they're thinking this is a good idea, that they're going to do it I'm themselves...
0: interactive, yeah.
1: Send us a tweet. Send us a tweet, yeah. Or e- e- Facebook, email StarWarsReport
0: at gmail.com or just tweet Admiral underscore Rex or the Riley guy, or just, you know, Star Wars Report. And let us know, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it, yes or no, to go down, slog through the insane camping out and all that craziness?
1: Because when you name these people... Mm-hmm. You know, your favorites Let's just put it in quotes, I guess <laughs> So, <laughs> when you named, like, hanging out with these people I mean, really, it would be even more fun If we're hanging out as a huge group With listeners and everybody
0: Like, so what's the threshold? What do you think makes it a real party? Like, if we can When like, I show up <laughs> Good answer <laughs> No, no I'll
1: five. tell you this I'll tell uh-huh. you this for yeah. sure I would definitely show up if Mark Hurleman's there
0: hot. Dog. I'm putting it on Mark now. <laughs> anyway. Oh, diggity dog. No, that's all right, fair. I, I, I like um yeah. It's gotta be a party. Tweet us. Let us know. Is it worth it? And join do you want to join us for that insanity? <laughs> um no, that'll be that'll be great. Alright, so we do have something um the Hollywood Reporter actually just put out They um well I guess it's USA Today, technically, that had this amazing behind-the-scenes reel. Right. So uh, there was
1: a brief interview with Ryan Johnson with The Hollywood Reporter, and then USA Today put out a video with behind-the-scenes of The Last Jedi.
0: And have you seen it?
1: I watched it once when it came out.
0: Same. Which means, I'm trying to think of what, we got some better looks at the locations. Yeah. Uh, Particularly the Forest Tree area. Was that new still photo of Luke hanging out at the Jedi Library? Have you seen that?
1: I did, and I brought it up yesterday. Uh, I think this is the first time in any of the Star Wars films we've actually seen a physical book,
0: which I love. By the way, what do you? Where do you land on this? Well,
1: I love it too. I just, I, I mean, I don't know if the fact that we're seeing books for the first time means anything. Like, if books are such a
0: rarity, it does in terms of mythology. Because in terms of storytelling, the idea of a book of knowledge. It's a very classic storytelling technique. It's just never been brought in Star Wars. Yeah. So it's a kind of different twist on mythology because Star Wars was always, you know, certainly a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but the technological advances were always there. I remember, like, the, maybe in the Jedi Temple Library, but I remember most of those being holographic.
1: See, I don't know if we actually saw books. I mean, we'd have to go back and watch. I, but... In the
0: Force Unleashed video game when you go through the temple, which is, by the way, my frame of reference because I spent so many hours trying to beat that level. Um, the, it is, uh, I think if I remember right, it was a kind of combination of the two, but um, yeah, it was like, we got a better look at that.
1: See, they didn't have that in Disney Infinity. Well, and
0: there's the theory of, um, so Darth Hound did a great, um, recap of the trailer and a few other things where he kind of points to now that we've seen official images of this force tree. Right. It kind of looks like the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Just like in terms of general structure.
1: So do you think uh, the, uh, Coruscant, the temple in Coruscant was modeled after this one?
0: Well, it was Darth Hound who first uh, brought that up. And yeah. if that one is the first Jedi temple, and it is on... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bless you.
0: <laughs> that was a long way coming. come. <laughs> so
1: uh, we have the first Jedi temple uh-huh. with the last
0: Jedi in it. I mean, the first the and circle last. is now complete. Yes. Hmm? It's almost poetic. Uh, yeah, it, it was amazing. But yeah, Brian Johnson in The Hollywood Reporter uh, quoted saying, Having been a Star Wars fan myself for the past 40 years and having spent most of my life on the other side of the curtain, I know the anticipation and guesswork and theorizing is all part of the, fun of the game and, and fun of it, so I love it. I love seeing that people are thinking what they're guessing and seeing what they're anticipating. Each new film, hopefully recontextualizes what came before it. That's part of the game. Yes, it's a continuation of not only The Force Awakens, but also the legacy leading up to it. What's the legacy leading up to The Force Awakens?
1: I think what he means is the prior six films. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to see anything of the prequels worked in, it's there. If anybody wants to see the original trilogy worked in, there's something there, too.
0: Yeah. I I, I really do think... Like, a lot of this... I've So I've started back with Star Wars comic reading... And I read the entire... Well, we'll talk about... it. Remind me in Boba's Bounty, because there's a point I want to make about some of the Star Wars comics when it comes to this. So we'll revisit that discussion. But uh, he goes on to say in this new interview, J.J. Abrams is doing uh, the third movie. I'm not involved in it. They'll be writing their own story, but continuing on what we did. And see, like, I don't know what to think of this, because, like, if, if The Last Jedi's really good, I'm going to be like, you want to make some uh, phone calls to Ryan there? That's probably a good idea. But if The Last Jedi sucks... Like yeah, let's start anew. start afresh. So I don't know how I feel about that, but well, you know.
1: it's not going to suck. I can yeah. tell you
0: that. I'll, Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, hey, the Star Wars Report podcast is brought to you this week by Tops. Voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with Tops and their all new trading card collection. Now, this is the Journey to the Last Jedi. They have these amazing like uh, 110 baseline story cards that take you on a journey across the entire saga. But here's the kick. They give you that nice little sweet sneak peek at The Last Jedi. Uh, these these packs include character cards, illustrated cards, autograph cards, which are awesome, and some pretty cool stickers as well. They've got autographs from over 30 actors and characters. And right now, you can pick up your very own uh, trading card packs or even hobby boxes at tops.com. And uh, while we got you thinking about tops, also check out the Star Wars Card Trader app, which I've just really been seriously playing around with this um, I've only seriously been playing around it this uh, week, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm getting some pretty sweet Star Wars Rebels cards added into the collection, and I actually like the the you get bonuses each time you log in. And yes. if you go for a week straight, that's when you get like the super sweet sweet bonuses. So you can- I
1: have. I have earned so many bonus points because every day I would go in and yeah. just log in just to pick
0: them up. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's a way to do it digitally, um, and it's a social app. So you just add your friends, add your friends' usernames, and you guys can trade cards from the app. The app's free to download. It's available in the App Store and Google Play. All of these are officially licensed trading cards that span all the way from 77 to the current content with The Last Jedi with exclusive and original artwork, chase and relic cards and of course, you know, the entire galaxy of Star Wars fans in the app itself that you can trade with. Uh and so it's 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 an awesome time. You can open free packs every single day. Check it out. Uh it's the app every Star Wars fan should have. It's available right now can uh App Store and Google Play. It's the Star Wars Card Trader app uh from Tops and we do thank Tops for sponsoring the Star Wars Report podcast. So, Bruce, let's, let's talk about this Chris Terrio, J.J. Abrams thing. This comic, I got made fun of. I, I'm, 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 I'm not made fun of. I felt, I felt vulnerable. I felt very vulnerable. Okay. I felt very almost violated. Violated is a strong word, but I was on Twitter, right? Yeah. And I did well, then now,
1: now I understand. <laughs> That's all you needed <laughs> to say.
0: That's all I needed. No, I, I logged in, and I, I was doing, going through the headlines, as I always do. And I usually tweet out Star Wars headlines from the Star Wars Report account. Makes sense. It's called Ask well, so that's Star Wars you. Report. Exactly. That's, I wondered who
1: was doing yeah, that. No, that's me. So when
0: you see all the headlines, I'm just posting whatever's kind of trending. So right. this article from comic book movie. Um, again, you know, not it's not Variety, but. It had an interesting uh, theory, at least in the headline. And I did that thing. I always do. And, you know, I'm totally guilty of it. Read the headline, skim the article. Oh, that seems interesting, makes, seems legit, makes sense. And then I post it. And there's like a, I won't post things that are just like a Reddit fan theory thread of somebody who says they know somebody in the product. I don't post that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like most of the blogosphere and something interesting, I'll, I'll post it. But uh, Steel Saunders definitely called us out and was like, oh, the news cycle. And I was like, oh, wait, is there something fake in here? And then I looked into it and looked on Twitter and stuff, and I was like, they evidently compiled this story by kind of reaching a little bit. Bruce, you put these in the notes. What do you see in this article? I'm I put it in the notes because you tweeted it. <laughs> so you're saying it's on me. He's saying it's definitely on me. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with. Uh, well, okay, because one of the things is right. it's, it's somebody, it's, it's a Reddit post that this uh, article see, refers to. See,
0: and that's the thing that got me and you, evidently, although me primarily, was that, okay, so basically, Chris Terrio, JJ J. Abrams, they're going to bring the three trilogies together. What's funny is that the previous quote from Ryan Johnson basically explicitly says that. Yes. But in so this, this, this one, it. talking, this is talking about JJ J. and Chris Terrio on the episode 9 treatment. And uh, it basically takes an excerpt from something he said on a red carpet and then tied it to a Reddit post, which wasn't really related to it. Um, Let's see. At the same time, we have the places and responsibility. Oh, a Reddit post from a fan who spoke to JJ and Chris Terrio. And then he goes on to basically say that they're going to bring the trilogies together. And, you know, that's not great sourcing but i think this story makes sense in the context of what ryan just said about eight cuz let's let me scroll back to what ryan said at the end he's like jj's doing it i'm not involved in it they're continuing what we did oh oh here we go but this is part of the game at each film hopefully recontextualizes what came before it it's part of that it's part of the game and yes it's continue yes it's a continuation of not only the force awakens but the legacy leading up to it right um, and you know, maybe that's me reading between the lines, but I am very hopeful that Star Wars comics, or not Star Wars comics, that's I'm thinking ahead here. I'm very hopeful that the Star Wars films in the future, and I'm optimistic, that they will reference some of the best mythology of the prequels and take the best out of it. And just because you're referencing material from the prequels doesn't mean you're going to have George Lucas's romance dialogue writing abilities, right? You know?
1: Right. And it also doesn't mean that, oh, Hayden Christensen's going to appear or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to see Jar Jar or whatever, you know, it's just some elements. I I do feel like they're going to take something from all those six films previous to this and do something with that theme or connect something to it.
0: Well let me play off of that. If something were to basically touch base with the, the, the theme, the storylines of the prequels we um, had uh, we had a, we had a uh, tweet from Conspicuously Hidden on Twitter um, who hit us up said okay keep this in mind can you talk about Luke openly expressing fear in the new trailer now that goes back to the prequels you know, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Some, it, an incredibly powerful statement that is so true, that is literally the story of Anakin going to the dark side. Luke openly says in the trailer, you know, well, I, I'm paraphrasing, but like, I wasn't a fair, I wasn't scared of this power before. It it, it does scare me now. Fe- fear. So we're going to see the right, of Jedi? Well, it
1: could be fear. Then, I don't know. Do we see an angry Luke? later on i mean maybe he is slipping to that dark side i don't think i i I don't know i don't think so i don't you know i have a i have a hard time speculating anything from the trailer because i just feel
0: like there's you're like aaron goins he's like yeah i don't believe anything i see here
1: (laughs) right basically like when i see the the ground splitting and and uh i couldn't remember his name i was gonna say mark hamill i was like what's the character luke luke that's it (laughs) when luke i don't know when it's too much diet coke, when 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 he looks at uh, the ground splitting, I know a lot of people assume, oh, you know, Ray is doing something with the force, but I don't know if that's really Ray. Yeah, I mean, it could be something else that's going on. Something else is causing that. Yeah, ground splitting, and you know, I don't know. Maybe the island's blowing up. You know. I, I don't know, yeah I, you know, it's almost like I don't even want to speculate anymore,
0: really. So I just want to see the interesting thing here I just want to pull back the hurt like as I'm asking Bruce to speculate about uh, theorize about the last Jedi and Luke's role, you're visibly uncomfortable. I want to dig into that because, like, (laughs) I'm right there with you because, like, I was going to pause and say, well, you know, the role of fear, like, seeing a fearful or angry Luke, and I started constructing scenarios in my mind of, like, Luke saying, you know, saying, I thought uh, no Jedi would strike me now, and he says, like, I am no Jedi, and then attacks, kind of like, you know, Ahsoka did. I don't want to see that from Luke. I want to see... I mean, I want to see a character arc and journey of a new understanding of the Force, and it may not have been as simple as it was when he blew up the second Death Star and confronted his dad, threw uh, the Emperor down the shaft, and boom, defeated everything, but I don't know there's a way to go that far, but I'm also right there with you where it becomes difficult to... um, for me, as well, just start speculating on plot points. Because I'm at the phase now, as we're learning more, I don't want to know any more about this film. I don't. Which, you know, okay,
1: I, so I, you don't want to know anything more about the film, but you want to speculate. Is that right? Or I don't even like speculating. I'll be honest. I, I don't really do it. Like, I can't... Okay, I, so I have different feelings about this film than The Force Awakens. In what way? In the way that I was more open to speculating The Force Awakens because I think from my perspective we were restarting Star Wars again and I yeah. wanted to see I was just speculating you know where are they gonna where are they gonna take us where, how are they gonna establish this? well us? and they, they told us, us
0: nothing like, right. like whether they're true or false they're sending us giant signals with the character arcs here well, in The Force Awakens the trailer is literally boom here's a stormtrooper boom here's a random girl boom there's the Millennium Falcon Chewie we're home that's all you know and here, like, we know we, whether it's true or not, we're like, oh, is Kylo Ren going to take out Leia? Oh, is, is Ray going to join Kylo? Like, these questions are plot specific, and it is the promotion's different, too.
1: Well, it's like, why, why am I going to speculate? I mean, because I'm going to be wrong. Mm hmm. Maybe in some cases I'm right, maybe in some cases I'm wrong, but it's not like a game where I'm trying to earn points for something. You know, it's yeah. not like I'm going to get more tops trading cards if I get more <laughs> of these right. I just, it's more of like, I just, I guess I just, it, I just want to go in and see what story they want to tell. Yeah. What, you know, what, what path are they going to take us down?
0: Yeah. And then I'm going to, on this film, Particularly if I find myself really liking it, again as I've talked about on the show, I, I have a good feeling about it. If I actually walk out and I've really liked it, I'm gonna have to take that time for a day or two and not talk to anybody about it and probably see it a few times. And That's really what process you said for with the Force time.
1: Awakens and, and Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I didn't do it with Rogue One. I really not should yet. have done it more with uh, Rogue One, but um, I don't. I, I don't know. It's, I you know, I keep saying that, but you're right. I, I it may I may not be able to resist. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough time.
1: Well, and I understand the whole, you know, wanting to see a couple times and take it in. Cause I feel the same way because I think we get so familiar with the films cause we see them over and over again and we discuss them over and over again. So when you see something new, it's almost jarring. It's like the
0: first one, especially that first, that viewing. first
1: one, because it's like, okay, this is new. Oh, man, I had an analogy for this once, and I can't remember what it is. It's almost like if you try a new food. You take a bite of something, and you're like, hmm,
0: what do I, do I, think I like of this?
1: Yeah, what do I think? Maybe take another bite. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, and you start eating, and then you're like, okay, I'm really liking this. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm talking about, like, I've never had this before. You usually yeah, take yeah. the bite of something you've never had before and go, oh, my gosh, this is
0: amazing. Yeah, like I will have two platters of it. No, um, that's true. That is true, and we don't even have time to properly appreciate these films. That's the it's the unfortunate reality of making one every year or even six months apart. Is that it's just not a t- enough time to process. I mean, there are plenty of. It's not the worst downfall in the world, surely, but it is a fact we have to live with. Is that we have a few months to process and talk about and have fun with this film, and then everyone's going to be moving on to speculating about the next one. Solo, and you know what? Maybe we should podcast about it. <laughs> That's what Do you I'm...
1: feel like the films are coming out too soon? Is no, it a year? No, I just okay. think
0: I recognize the pitfalls of coming out this often, and there are drawbacks. But for me, the positives still outweigh um, the drawbacks. Um, I guess the
1: thing also about speculation. When I was a kid. And the original trilogy was coming out. Of course, the first one didn't know anything about the first Star Wars, but the other two, Empire and Jedi, I didn't really speculate. I don't remember as a kid speculating. I just went in to see them. Now, the prequels, I was speculating, and of course, every time I went to see them, I was like, okay, well, I was wrong about that. Oh, I was wrong about that. It's like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, it's – the prequels seemed that was one of the first times anyone ever got into the nitty-gritty of the production to figure out the plot. Like, that was a new thing, I feel like. And it also was at that perfect you know dawn of the internet era. Uh, And now it's just the norm for everything. Um, But now there's too much. Now you can't keep up. Like, I'm a big Marvel fan, but I can't possibly keep up with all the Marvel spoilers. So I go into Marvel movies spoiler free because I I can't follow it all. It's way too much to, to figure out. So in some ways it's an advantage. I don't know. Um, hey, the uh, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of advantages, you should take advantage of this amazing offer from Sperry. How was that? Pretty good, huh? yeah. It's right? pretty good. Right, thumbs up. Right.
1: You walked right into uh, that.
0: Right, right in, face first. Um, no, <laughs> no. Hey, Sperry is supporting the Star Wars Report uh, and is sponsoring the podcast this week. They have an amazing collection of Star Wars themed footwear to celebrate the 40th anniversary of A New Hope and they have an amazing collection it's exclusive styles that they've designed available only at Sperry.com and their retail stores this amazing lightweight breathable canvas colors uh, it covers it's just you put on the shoe and it's very it's it, I, I can speak from experience because they sent me a pair it's light it's charming it's fashionable but it's also low key and that's what I like about it. Got, they've got this, these amazing uh, kind of boat shoes that uh, one's Rebel-themed and one's Imperial-themed. I got the Imperial-themed ones that are just awesome. They have a nice little Imperial cog on the, on the side, these really stylish white laces. It just stands out uh, and makes a statement. And you can make a statement and celebrate your Star Wars style in a galaxy right here. Right now with Sperry, just head over to com slash Sperry, that's S-P-E-R-R-Y, com slash Sperry, and you can check out the entire collection that they have available there, and uh, there's some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I love the slipper. they have Ralph McQuarrie slippers. Yes, I've that's, seen that. That's pretty sweet. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty uh, great design as well. So you can check out all the designs they have available right now at com slash Sperry, com slash Sperry, and we do thank Sperry for supporting the podcast here. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Many boffins died to bring you this podcast. Hey, Bruce, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, well, let's talk about the thing. Let's talk about That's the fact that, that we just, haven't Boba watched the Rebels <laughs> no, yet, watched. <laughs> this week's that Rebels. That can't be, that, will not appearing on Boba's Bounty this week, Star Wars Rebels talk. I already, I've already fallen behind. This is so sad, but it's just I was just busy. We're busy people. Yeah,
1: I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet.
0: Like uh, we could, we would literally probably go to your house and watch it if you weren't also then recording another show after this. I know I'm just too popular. <laughs> nah, he's just such high demand, such <laughs> a diva. Uh, no, <laughs> let's talk about it. Boba's Bounty. What have you been up? To? Actually, I'll kick it off before I forget because I want to talk about Star Wars comics. Okay, I'm, I'm getting into it. It's it's a thing. It's happening. I've been frequenting. I told I told Steve Glosson this, uh, having uh, dinner with him yesterday, as we record this. I find myself frequenting a comic book shop. Look at me. Oh wow! How do you like me now?
1: Wow! Have you ever been in one prior to
0: this? Like w- Steve, literally took me to my first one when we were in Orlando for a Disney trip, and he's like, "You just have to see a comic shop." So I, like, oh, yeah. I, I saw one. And then we went to one in Austin when we were out there a couple weeks ago, and I feel like I maybe I've been in one other, but I've actually been in this one like four or five times, bought several, four or five different issues of comics. The one I most recently finished is the entire first omnibus of the Star Wars run, the Marvel run that started in 2015. Oh,
1: yeah. I haven't finished it yet. It's so good. Yes.
0: And it has a really, it very tightly connects to the entire saga prequels all the way through in a way that i really really liked
1: just like uh, jj and ryan are doing with the movies
0: uh, exactly it's almost (laughs) like they're writing a comic book no it's 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 the main characters it's it's filling in the gaps of like a really a really cool original story but that fits in the universe and fits well and complements and even kind of adds some backstory to the films but it it just feels immediately adjacent like something that you know, Between scenes, you could have seen... like It felt like a cut scene mm-hmm. from something that was cut out of the movie. That's the kind of Star Wars storytelling I love. Because when it strays into these, the old Legends universe of nine-book stories about Abeloth with Fate of the Jedi, which is a favorite one of mine to go back to, and it's just these long slogs of characters that have absolutely nothing to do with the main thrust of the Star Wars films, other than they briefly interact with the characters... And so you get 10% Luke or Ben Skywalker or what have you, Jaina Solo, and then 90% all of these other random characters I don't care about that aren't written well enough for me to care about. <laughs> Not the case at all in, in this Star Wars run. Same thing with the Kanan comic. I read both volumes. Uh, the Lost Padawan, Last Padawan, Last Padawan, yeah. and whatever the second one was called. I just finished that one. Really well written. Connects with Star Wars Rebels really well. I would way rather see that story on Star Wars television than the actual Rebels crew, but that's because Ezra can be annoying sometimes. I'm going to be honest. And the other flaws we've discussed. This, no, is great. Smugglers, uh, Jedi on the run, you know, closely, uh, you're talking about his, t- Kanan's time with Lee. Um not Lee. like whatever. It's, it's amazing.
1: Well, I suggest if you like the canon comic, mm-hmm. you should tune to Star Wars Bookworm. War, yeah, Star Wars Bookworms episode seventy-five because they talk about it there.
0: Oh, nice! So just heard good things. Heard plug, good things. Plug for Aaron since There's... we
1: we've brought up Aaron now three times. <laughs> we
0: have brought up Aaron. It's made a lot. We need to get him back on the show. That needs to happen. Um, yeah. So that's the. How about you? Any uh, Star Warsy stuff this week?
1: You know, I well, I, I think I mentioned uh, reading Phasma last week, and I'm listening to the audiobook of From a Certain Point of View. How which, far are you? Not very far. I'm still in Tatooine, mm. so it's it's taking me a while to get through because at the same time, because I say listen still to...
0: still in Tatooine, is there like a linear timeline? Yeah, method? it's
1: almost like a linear timeline of the so story. Like
0: inserts between. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, yeah, interesting.
1: And so it, it's it's been fun to listen to in the car on the way to work and yeah. stuff. But I'm also trying to listen to podcasts at the same time, so it's like. It, it's taken me longer to get through it, but Yeah, that's always it, been like my problem it.
0: with audiobooks. I love audiobooks, but I, there's so many podcasts I'm always kind of trying to, to keep up with. Yeah, it's um, look at us. Look at me. I'm proud of myself. Star Wars comics, it's a thing. It happens. No, you've inspired me,
1: because I've fallen behind on some of them, and it's really, it's on my list to try to get caught up. How far up.
0: did you get into the main Star Wars run?
1: Oh, gosh. Maybe a dozen episodes? Oh. Uh, issues? Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I mean, have
0: I, them all. I can literally give it to you now, and then you can read it. <laughs>
1: no, I have them all.
0: Oh, you? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I was
1: doing the monthly subscription. Like every time they come out, I was getting How did, them. Did you
0: have a shop that you were working? No, I wasn't
1: going to. I was doing it uh, electronically.
0: Oh, see, and I can't. That was that was the key to unlocking it because I've enjoyed the comics. I read a ton of Shattered Empire issues around the time the Force Awakens came out mm-hmm. digitally with like the Comicsology app. But that I, I unlocked it. I like. I love reading the physical comic and i when i realized that um then i just you know started buying them and buying more of them <laughs> and now i'm gonna get the vader series and then i'm probably gonna get the dr Aphra series and then i'm probably gonna get like i'm not gonna get lando or leia or chewbacca because that's like yeah i have the Lando.
1: i read the Lando one it's pretty good
0: the character ones don't seem as appealing to me as something like well i guess the vader is a character one but vader yeah, works but you
1: like kanan that was a character Can I say, but
0: i got Talked down to by the comic book shop guy a little bit.
1: Well, that's what they do.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? And I thought this was supposed to be the era where, like, all the new fans are welcomed and it's a. Safe place Wait, what was to, he saying to you So I walk in and I, I want to, I'm just being the friendly Riley, you know like, hey, question on this stuff you know how many issues in this series or how do you you should get the volumes and the omnibus and the single issues? do you got do you have any uh, volumes And this was the question, and you've read more comics than I have okay or if you're listening yeah. to the podcast, tweet me at the Riley guy if you know the answer to this. The way he behaved, I felt like there was uh, collecting reading comics by trade. Is inferior to reading them by single issue, because I said, "Hey, do you have any trades?" He's like, "Yeah," and he like visibly just like shrunk a little bit, looked disappointed in me, and then reluctantly led me to the corner of the store and said, "Yeah, they're here." And there's like a little ro- rotary shelf with a small selection of a few Star Wars trades. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I got the can- first Kanan one. And he's like, yeah, you can see here, we don't really focus on trades here. Uh, but, if you want, and this is the weird thing I mean, if you want trades, usually the most you can find is like uh Barnes and Noble or even Amazon carries them all. I'm standing in your comic book shop and you're telling me where to buy comics that are not in your shop. That's and really I felt interesting. very condescended to. I'm not gonna lie. I
1: never had that experience i
0: it was weird, but maybe weird. it's
1: because you know they're. They it, liked the collecting of each issue, and they actually make is, more is money. That a, cause is that you, a
0: thing you ever heard of? Is like co- like comic purists say never collect by the trade or omnibus.
1: I mean, I haven't, but it's not like Tweet I talk me. to them Tweet a me. lot. But. If
0: you're a big comic but, guy, have you encountered this? Is it like is it an inferior experience? It's like it'd be sort of like looking down on someone who watches The Walking Dead week to week instead of buying it. Uh, you know, the real fans wait and watch it on you know but see there's a
1: difference and maybe he didn't understand uh, he's probably wondering like well because you're going back to I mean you have to get those if you just I mean you could go and buy the old issues but yeah I, I I don't know. I mean, it maybe he's like disappointed that you're not looking for the current stuff that's coming out. Like, why are you going to the you know stuff that? Why are you behind? Why are yeah. you just getting to this? I don't know. I don't know. That's really odd. Maybe, and you should go in and say you want to get an ongoing subscription through him, and then, then he'll be happy. Then he'll be uh,
0: then he'll yeah. brighten up. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe. Um, but
1: no, I've never had gonna, that. Experience. I much prefer,
0: and then I found I prefer reading them by volume, because yeah. single issues, it it's all right. But I don't know. It's
1: I. I prefer by volume two because well, and the same thing has always been the case. Because the, the story TV isn't in, typically in one issue. Any right? TV
0: show I've binged, I've always liked way more right. than ones I watch week to week. Right? Maybe I should try catching up on The Walking Dead now. That way, I can maybe watch it faster. Oh
1: no! That that's what happened to me. Okay. I started. It was like I think into season four when I started watching it, or maybe it was season three, mm-hmm. and I was binge watching uh, first season, second season, and it just kept going and going and mm-hmm. going. And I just got so caught up into it.
0: Uh, see, that's, see, that seems the way to go. Hey, uh, that's going to almost wrap up this episode, uh, but actually I'm going to toss to uh, something that we were supposed to air last week, but we didn't, weren't able to get to it. But um, this week I want to present you guys with the interview that we did with Ashley Eckstein at New York Comic Con. Uh, we had a great time. William... Uh, Help do some shooting and prep. And who's William? William Devereaux of oh, the Ion oh, Cannon yeah. Podcast. Go check it out. There Ion Cannon go. Podcast weekly reviews of Star Wars Rebels and the new uh, literary content. Is anybody as well. else there with you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron. Um, but <laughs> number four, um, take but, a drink every
1: time we say Aaron. Exactly.
0: Uh, the but we it's a great time. But we don't really focus. I'm excited to include this interview. Uh, and, and the video of it is up on our Facebook page, so you may have already seen it, but if you haven 't it 's a really fun interview because we focus pretty much entirely on ashley 's work ethic and her vision for what her her universe means as a company, which has really transcended the Star Wars community and I the kind of the business side of thing fascinates me so if you want to know more behind the scenes of what made her universe and some of the real struggles that Ashley has had over the years um, and, and, and she's really honest in, in some points of so things that I just kind of raised my eye I was like oh wow that was a thing like people she's she wasn't calling out by names but she's talking about some of the specific obstacles to being in business like this and so it's a really fun interview uh, let's check it out take a listen in right here okay hey guys welcome back it is New York Comic Con and we are here talking to <laughs> her universe founder Ashley Eckstein Hi. Ashley so hey, good to talk Roddy. to you again you too So I, I remember, I think the first time I saw her universe in action was Celebration 5 in 2010. Ooh, which was, was, was that year one?
2: Yeah, that was year one. Wow. It wasn't even a full year. We launched in June of 2010. And I think Celebration was in like August. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were like in our infancy stage. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. And it's come so far since then. And we've talked to you a bit over the years about Star Wars and its relationship with the brand. But her, her universe has become something uh, so much bigger now in that process. Talk a little bit about that journey all these last, like, seven years. It's amazing.
2: (laughs) Well, and, you know, thank you for saying that. that. You know, that makes me so happy to hear that you feel that way because, to me... I always wanted it to be more than just a merchandise line. I, uh, you know, more so I wanted it to be a community. I wanted it to be a safe place, a positive place, a place of celebration of female fans, but also a place where fans would come together and we could celebrate these properties together um, because they're for everyone. You know, they're not just for men. They're not just for women. They're for everyone. And, um, I I really don't care if you ever buy anything from us. To me, it's that you come join the conversation and that you come celebrate as a part of the community. Um, But I also appreciate, you know, the the kind of the support and loyalty because in order to keep our community going, it's been, you know... With the growth of, of the brand and the merchandise, and um, you know, I, I feel like as fans, you know, I hear it all the time. They they feel like by buying merchandise, they're they're you know supporting the community, and that truly is the case. I mean, I said from day one, if we want change, if we want to you know kind of debunk the stereotype that this world is yeah. for the men and the boys, that you know, I said, united we stand, divided we fall. We have to yeah. spread this message together, and I feel like that's what happened.
0: Uh, yeah, kind of in your honest assessment, like how far have we come since? The- those days of 2010, just starting was Star Wars t-shirts for women initially. And then now like in the background here, we have this incredible design (laughs) from Thor Ragnarok and some stuff from Infinity War coming up. It's just some beautiful stuff.
2: Well, I mean, thank you. It's, you know, definitely we've gone from a t-shirt brand to a fashion brand. And, Mm. you know, that's been a very exciting leap and, and kind of fun journey. But I think, you know, more so I look at even the content that's created today, you know, back when Ahsoka came out, it was groundbreaking. You know, she was, first of all, nobody knew that Darth Vader, or nobody knew that Anakin Skywalker, eventually Darth Vader, um, had a Padawan, much less that it was a 14-year-old girl. So, you know, Ahsoka was the first um, Jedi that was a female, Mm -hmm. that was a lead in the Star Wars universe. um, And it it really was shocking at the time. And, you know, now we're living in a time where we have Rey, and Gin, and there's a Wonder Woman movie, and there's all these kind of female-led properties. And trust me, there was a time where I would attend business meetings, and you know it was said that these properties were for the men and boys. They wouldn't mm-hmm. even talk about girls. They would say, this is for boys. And I just dreamed of a day where they would stop saying that, and that they would say, Star Wars is for the whole family. And now they're saying that.
0: But over the course of the years, it's something that we, we talk, you were talking a little bit about in this uh, Spotlight panel that they just did at New York Comic Con. Uh, talking about that process because it's not something that just the red carpet rolls out of like, oh, here's free money. This is going to be a huge <laughs> yeah. success. It takes a lot of knocking on doors and then maybe even banging down doors a little bit.
2: There, there was definitely a lot of that. Yeah. I, I think, you know... Honestly, I was so inspired by Ahsoka. I really was. I, You know, Ahsoka changed me, you know, for the better, um, Changed, truly changed my life. And, you know, she's inspired me so much. And I wanted to be more like Ahsoka. And when I saw that there was this huge need for this entire fan base of fans that were being underserved and ignored, I truly thought, what would Ahsoka do? And I thought, you know, this is... I. I feel a sense of responsibility. I feel like I need to be a real life version of Ahsoka. And if this is, if she would stand up for this fan base, then I should too. And, um, but it didn't come easy. I mean, it definitely took some pounding on doors and knocking down doors and, you know, being told that I was wrong, that, that women and girls didn't like this stuff, um, that they would never buy it. I mean, I was flat out told they would never buy it. Yeah. And, um, You know, I'm also kind of stubborn, so when you tell me no, I'm going to prove you wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: Because it's that old, like, how do you like me now principle.
2: Exactly. Um, Exactly. So, it's no, it hasn't been easy. It's been uh, nonstop work, but I I wouldn't change it for a minute. That's one thing
0: that I I think uh, in some ways, um, as as a Star Wars fan seeing it from the outside, it's easy to underestimate what it takes to do this. Like, yes, Ahsoka is a big part of it, but, like, Ashley Eckstein is the person who, you know, worked for days and days and days over years. Like, this just didn't happen overnight. And I I just wanted to ask you briefly about um, a principle from one of my favorite books ever. And you just, the fact that you mentioned it, you mentioned Simon Sinek's Start With Why. It's a TED Talk. You can uh, look it up. We'll actually link to it. Because it's something that, as fans, often we kind of, we like to talk about the the fantasy universe and how it inspires us but sometimes it's really cool to see how that matches the real world and how that can be applied and that phrase start with why I think really is something that you mentioned meant a lot to you at a certain point in her universe Could you talk us through like what that meant to you at the time and how that may have uh, informed how you uh, built her universe today
2: yeah well you know I went through a period of time where you know her universe was launched Um, honestly we were two years into the business and It was, we were at that crucial make it or break it time. It was going well, Mm -hmm. but it was literally day by day, a constant pushing and struggle. And I started on a three year period from kind of the beginning of of year three, um, or the end of year two and then going into year five, where I worked for three years straight. Didn't take a day off, like wow. literally not a day off. There wasn't a single day that I wasn't writing emails, making phone calls. Um, but that's what I had to do as my own yeah. company. We were a very, very small team. And so, um, and I don't regret it for a second, but it was just the reality of the situation sure, I yeah, was yeah. in because it was it was the difference between her universe still existing or going away. And, um, you know, I was, I was visiting a good friend and she saw that I was a little burnt out because I think as fans, you know, we all see opportunity to kind of turn what we love into a business. Mm-hmm. And I love this world. I'm not doing this you know necessarily for the job I'm doing it because I love it Mm -hmm. and um but at the end of the day when you work that hard you you do get burnt out even if you love something and you know she could tell I was feeling a little burnt out and a little tired and she goes Ashley she's you know she had actually just read you know um, Simon's next book and she just said you know what is your why Mm -hmm. why are you doing this and, and really, what is your why? <laughs> well, it, it's
0: a, it prompts the question.
2: Yeah, no, my why is, is the fans. You know, in my original research, um, you know, which inspired me to start her universe, I read story after story of women and girls being bullied. And mm-hmm. being bullied for just being who they are and showing what they love and women that would pretend to be men online because, you know, they wanted to just have a real conversation about Mm. Star Wars. And the second that, you know, the men would find out that they were talking to a woman, they would stop talking to her or, you know, girls that would carry a Star Wars backpack or water bottle to school and that they would get bullied for it. And so that was my why. That's why I started the company. It wasn't ever for the for the money or the notoriety or the fame that had nothing to do with it. It was for the community because I just, my heart broke. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create a safe place for these women and girls to be themselves. It's, it's an awful feeling if you can't be yourself because being a fan, we know is not a trend. It's literally a part of who you are. Like Mm -hmm. it's a part of your identity. And so, um, so that's why that was my why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, um, when when my friend told me that, I thought, you know what, that's that's it. I can't I can't lose sight of why I got into this in the beginning, and um, so when things get tough, you know, going to events like this, it 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 it's such a breath of fresh air because you get to meet why you're doing Mm -hmm. this you get to meet the fans you get to see the difference that you're making and so i just encourage everyone it's like no matter what you're doing what is your why 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 are you doing this because it will give you the fuel to keep going
0: yes that's that's so true and and beautifully put and i'll tell you what being at the panel and anytime i've been at any event where her, her universe is present uh, I not only see that connection that so many of these uh, young girls have made with you and with the brand, but with each other and mm-hmm. this amazing community that's been built up. It's just amazing to watch uh, and I just want to commend you for what you've done there and I Thank think you. that's how I kind of want to leave this um, this interview is because you can see what her universe has accomplished and that is an important why. It's like, it goes back to the original film. Like Luke Skywalker was just kind of doing his thing and waiting for you know his chance to go off to the Academy and he had to stick around, but he had that moment, that moment of decision when he said, I want to go and learn the ways of the force. It's that kind of decision point. Um, and it's that why behind the why. And I really appreciate it, Actually, Thanks so All much for right. coming on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much. <laughs> and that was Ashley Eckstein. Uh, and again, thanks for, to her and then also to Dan uh, for setting up the interview. It was a really, really fun time. Uh, And always fun to be at New York Comic Con and see what her universe had to offer and and hear Ashley give those insights. But, Bruce, you started out this podcast. I'm not letting you free. You said something about, like, that there's a phrase or something recurring that happens on the show, and you wanted to No, I'm
1: not saying it. (laughs) Come on. Nope.
0: This is the most disappointing closing. Hey, all right, fine, whatever. Check out the Star Wars port. Pester at Admiral underscore Rex to find out. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm at the Riley guy on Twitter. Uh, you can also, hey, uh, support the show on Patreon. We do appreciate everyone who's been directly supporting this podcast. You can get access to our weekly Rogue Transmissions episode. We had a lot of fun talking, getting interrupted. Uh, I say interrupted like we're like we were podcasting at a table where people are serving us. We were we podcasted an entire Rogue Transmissions this week, uh, talking about things like Thor Ragnarok and what Bruce Bruce's coworkers think of his potentially seeing uh, a Star Wars movie early. So that was kind of funny. Uh, so Rogue Transmissions and of course the exclusive Patreon uh, Facebook chat and monthly Skype hangout. Is all there. Check out the cool bonuses and support the show. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And of course, big thanks to everyone who's left us iTunes reviews recently. We've had a ton thanks guys, it's really, really helps make a difference and more people will see the show. Just go to Star slash iTunes. Or if you're listening to us in the uh, podcast app, the Apple Podcast app, you can just do it right from the app, right there. It's that easy. Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report, Twitter.com slash Star Wars Report, and of course Star Wars Report at gmail.com is what you want to do to hit those up. Ooh, that's a show, man. Appreciate it. That is it. a show, Look at yes. That. Look at us go. At the Dunwoody Tavern. I think we... Doing it in different locations and not with the full soundboard and everything forces us outside of the format, and I kind of like that. In well, some I ways. keep
1: waiting for the waitress to come by because I was going to interview her <laughs> about if she watches Star so Wars. What, have
0: you seen Rebels this week? Right? Have you seen Rebels? <laughs> Check, uh, please. So that's gonna uh, that's gonna put the wraps on this episode. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for riding Star Tours. Bye bye.